Interesting considerations are raised when immutable, decentralized digital records are crossed with variable, regional requirements for individual privacy. Specifically, how may privacy on public ledgers be implemented, in the face of overarching requirements, stipulating personal ownership of data? The other fruit has a simple answer, as it pertains to the individual. This is to anonymize publicly accessible entries, allowing only self-selected recall and disclosure. For a government perspective, we turn to Antoth, of the World Economic Forum. As someone who has worked in data policy and data protection for 20 years, I read privacy policies for a living. I take notice when I get the occasional email telling me that a website is updating their privacy policy or terms of service. Lately, that trickle has become a torrent in my inbox. The thing they all have in common is the effective date, May 25, 2018, the day the European Union's General Data Protection Regulation, GDPR, goes into effect. GDPR is a unified privacy regulation that largely harmonizes the various and disparate legal frameworks that cover the more than half a billion European data subjects, or as I prefer to call them, people. GDPR gives specifically articulated rights to people over their data so that the phrase, you own the data about you has meaning. These rights are enshrined in European law but making them actionable has not been simple. Adding complexity to the task is the fact that technology has a habit of changing quickly. It's well known that technology often leapfrogs ahead of existing regulatory frameworks, leaving legislators and regulators to play catch-up. Consider the example of blockchain. Blockchain has existed as a concept since 2008 but it has only recently exploded into public consciousness through valuations of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Many technologists believe that blockchain will be more transformational than the internet itself. But whilst many people equate blockchain with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, they are not the same. Blockchain is a cryptographically secured transaction record that's created without a central authority, explains the World Economic Forum's head of blockchain, Sheila Warren. Blockchain data can't be deleted. So will its applications be illegal? Because blockchain relies on a distributed ledger system that is decentralized and immutable, it's intended to be a permanent, tamper-proof record that sits outside the control of any one governing authority. This is what makes it such an attractive and useful technology. But because data stored on the blockchain, including personal data, can't be deleted, there is no way to exercise the right to erasure that people are granted under GDPR. Blockchain is not designed to be GDPR compatible. Or rather, GDPR is not blockchain compatible the way it is written today. While European policymakers were debating and finalizing aspects of GDPR, blockchain wasn't on most people's radar. This is yet another example of where regulation is addressing a problem in the rearview mirror rather than looking at the road ahead. This is the nature of most traditional regulation and illustrates how quickly technology shifts pivots and morphs at a speed much greater than laws and regulations are designed to move. In this case, while we wait for the rules to play catch-up, the question we have to ask is whether existing blockchain applications that store personal data are now rendered illegal in Europe until this is sorted. Policy needs to be as flexible as technology. Government regulation has a critical role to play in creating accountability ensuring responsible use of data and providing enforcement mechanisms to penalize bad actors. I am not arguing against regulation, 
nor am I arguing against GDPR. I am arguing instead for a layered and cooperative approach to policy making. We need future flexible frameworks for governance that allow us to realize the benefits of data and technology while minimizing harms. This is much easier to say than to do. If our collective goal is to ensure a future where we cure cancer in our lifetimes through better medical research, improve infrastructure and service delivery in connected cities, increase crop yields to feed more people, better understand and predict extreme weather patterns, create durable digital identities for refugees and people who have no documentation of their existence, provide more immediate disaster relief in times of crisis, then we will need to use data more than ever to realize these benefits. Governments must work in collaboration with civil society, academia and the private sector to co-develop policy with a process that is as dynamic as technology. Policymakers and the regulatory processes they use need to be reimagined to be as nimble as the technology they seek to regulate, in order to help create the future we all want to see. The clear statement that blockchain was not on the radar during the redrafting of GDPR regulations, is both completely understandable and likewise a testament of centralized bureaucracies changing role. Tamper-proof and decentralized capacities, of secured information storage, imparts authority on technology, and activities themselves. This authority may be absent any authorized recording by one institution or body. Until recently, trust or credibility, was mainly solely granted by what could be classified as, verified cause. Commonly these included government departments, and large corporations. A person's travel document has been issued by this government, their credit card by that bank, and so on. In what is still an emerging mindset, today, with decentralized technologies such as blockchain, referencing any one verified core becomes conversely undesirable. Exactly as is the case with cryptocurrencies, assets may no longer require centralized seals of approval. The price of Bitcoin is not controlled by any one bank, and a person owning their private digital keys, for a blockchain entry, may circumvent any one nationalized authorization. In this conversion, a case for true democratization of government activity may better be made, insofar as allowing public accountability of their, presently often obfuscated, operational rationales. Government and technology are steadfast facets of daily life. It could not be reasonably predicted that either will disappear. Should technology, as Patoth's quotation, be outpacing laws and regulations, would not the realistic approach be utilization of technological developments in a restructuring of centralized operations? Taking that technology as pivoting, morphing and shifting faster, it seems either a curtailing of technological development by government, or, the guidance of regional centralized structures by technology, are the two likely conclusions. Throughout this transitional phase, TAF again enacts, and promotes, selective use. Assurances, and securities of decentralized technologies, may be enjoyed through anonymized implementation. At no detriment to either established process, private entries may then be disclosed ad hoc to centralized institutions, at the participant's discretion. Existing and burgeoning distributed ledger technologies inherently contain this capacity. To presume nefarious, private use is a delusion. In tandem with understanding, it is a far more justifiable blanket statement that people act to achieve what they have defined as being in their best interest.
and inner treatment of participants as conscious individuals, for centralized bodies to impose, possibly arbitrarily formalized restrictions, in the name of continuing an established status quo, would be to ensure non-adherence. Propositions of centralized institutions curtailing bad actors references their proceeding structure. With decentralized, immutable and securely stored data, surely activities may now be judged by more than any one source. Implementing decentralized technology, bad actors face larger public accountability. Like formal centralized definitions of laws and regulations, existing centralized controls can be outpaced by technology's actual use. In the closing sentiment of developing a future we all wish to see, maybe it is worth questioning whether Ms. Toth intended that we to mean us the policy makers, or, we as a collection of private individuals.